going on, guys? This is your somewhat well, somewhat toxic, most of the time doing her best connoisseur, bringing you another episode of Wellish. I have missed you guys. It has been two weeks too long. I just wanted to kind of lighten the mood a little bit because, I mean, we've had a kick-ass couple of interviews. I'm so excited about them, but they definitely did weigh a little bit heavy. So I just decided that I wanted to talk to you guys about a recent goal of mine and why I'm fucking struggling (laughs) to execute it. I'm trying to make this week's episode a little bit quicker for both you guys and for me (laughs) and my time that I have to edit because I've got a lot going on this weekend. And truthfully, I wasn't going to even record today but then I realized that the time that I set up for myself to record I actually am not even going to be able to do that so I impulsively had to you know make a decision to record this so basically in order to kind of put some like cruise control on me because the last few times that I've recorded not just the interviews but that I've just recorded myself talking have been like two hours long (laughs) so not only does that make it hard for me to cut down because absolutely everything that I say is important obviously but (laughs) because it makes my life harder to edit so I'm putting myself on a time limit and I'm recording this during my lunch hour so I only have 45 minutes to get this shit in here we go I got this tattoo (laughs) All right, where are we going? I got this tattoo before I moved to North Carolina. Um, it is a little plant that's on the cover of one of my favorite self-help books of all time. It's called The Four Agreements. This is a book that I absolutely preach to everybody that talks about wanting to like better themselves or just honestly not even to better yourself. It's just like a, a realization book. It's so fucking simple. The things in there, the four things in there that it says to make yourself just like feel at peace and execute life the best way that you possibly can. But it's also a book that I preach to my clients. Shout out ST Training. Whenever I have a client sign up with me, I send them this book have them read it and I do daily journaling prompts that are all based off of the four agreements. Every week we focus on a different agreement and I realized that I sit down every day. I make journaling prompts for my clients. I make daily challenges for them. I ask them in their check-ins how they executed following each of the agreements that week and then it dawned on me, hmm, I tell them to do this, but I don't do it. So that's probably a problem. So it's something like I feel like this is a really common thing, too, when you read self-help books is you like get the information and then you're like so enlightened and empowered and you're going to do the things that it says to do in the book and you're going to live the best life ever. And then like a week goes by and you forgot everything that was inside the book and you're just back to your normal routine, your normal life, your normal self. Incorporating it into my clients programming was my way to continuously incorporate it into their life. So it wasn't something that they forget. Like we're not doing just like the first four weeks that they focus on this book. It's that you take the first month and week one is agreement one, week two is agreement two, week three is agreement three, week four is agreement four, and then you go back to week one, two, three, and four. So it's like continuously reinforcing this behavior and this mindset. So hopefully make it a habit so that when you just like snap back to your regular self, 
it is incorporated in something that you think about and something that's more ingrained in your mind. But I'm doing that because I think that this is super helpful and I have it tattooed on my hand because anytime I think about anything going wrong in my life, if I think of the one of the four agreements that I'm like, oh shit, I'm really assuming right now or whatever agreement applies, it really genuinely helps me. So <laughs> I don't know why I don't continuously try to apply it to my life. Like I literally have a first class ticket to this by having to preach it to my clients each week. So like it should be something that I think about more often and I haven't been. So I was really trying to make this a habit. Now I'm on track with my clients, but it's the beginning of a new month. And so we're on week one. So that means that this week we were focusing on being impeccable with our word. So I'm trying to be impeccable with my word. And it's like, so much harder than you think like it's not just like talking nice to others and to yourself it's the deepness that comes with the impeccability that I really fucking struggle with so I just wanted to break down each part of this and really dive into how we could all be better at being more impeccable with our word about speaking better to ourselves. because if you're nice to yourself and if you're nice to others life is nice to you bottom line but like I said it's much deeper than that and that is where I'm having a hard time so I'm gonna go through each of the pieces of what it really truly means to be impeccable with your word starting with speaking with integrity Now, here's what's funny. As I sit down to kind of reflect on what speaking with integrity means, (laughs) this is embarrassing. (laughs) I feel like I don't even know what integrity means. Like, I know what integrity means. Like, I'm not an idiot. I can use context clues. But like, I don't, like, what's the meaning of integrity? I'm, you know what? I'm going to Google it. Hold on. Okay. I haven't read it yet. I found it on Google. I'm going to read the definition right to you guys as I read it. The quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness, the state of being whole and undivided. Damn. That's not what I thought. Like, it's what I like. Sure, it makes sense. But like, I don't know, I guess being a person of integrity means. Yeah, I guess just like being true to yourself is what I thought it meant, which is what it's saying. But. I like the way that's worded, the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness, the state of being whole and undivided. Undivided is the big word for me here, like being able to stick to what you believe in and not falter from it. And this is what I'm talking about, about it being deeper than that. Like that is where I have so much trouble, because if you've listened to any other episode of mine ever, you've gathered that I've lived my life as a people pleaser. And you know what that means? being a fucking mirror. Do you know what it means to have anxiety and being around people? It means that you're trying to take on the qualities of them so that they like you and that people don't get mad at you or you're not saying anything too controversial. This is definitely something that I experience in today's day and age, like with so much fucking controversy all over the place. If you say one wrong thing, people fucking eat you alive. Oh my God. So I just try to be as neutral as possible. But like then I start to lose who I am and what I believe to the point that I don't even know sometimes like what I believe. It's it's such a mindfuck. So 
I first of all, I'm like so excited now that I've read that because this is going to take on a whole new meaning for me. Um, the whole being impeccable with your word because it's so again. Oh my God, I've said it 300 times, but it's so much deeper than just like being nice to yourself, talking nice to yourself and talking nice to others. That's a part of it. But like just simply being able to like choose a value, choose a mindset and stick to it. Not saying that you can't change your mind through educating yourself and exposing yourself to other things. Like obviously you can always change your mind, but doing so with integrity, like doing so with honesty and and saying, okay, so I used to think this way, but because of this, this and this, I think that I actually believe this now and this is why. What I'm focusing on is like when I speak to other people that I'm afraid to actually say what I have to say because I don't want to piss people off or (laughs) like this is weird. I was an editor of a social justice magazine that was literally about this. I have a podcast that's literally about this, but like it scares me to start conversation. Like I feel that if I here's okay, here's the truth. I'm afraid to start conversation because I feel I'm afraid to be stupid. I'm afraid to be wrong. I have a hard time articulating what it is I'm trying to say. Again, sounds funny because I have a podcast. I don't know. When I'm out in life talking to people, it, it makes me nervous to like look dumb because I feel like I get so overwhelmed by their comeback or their knowledge or whatever they have to say and kind of get like flustered and don't have a good response. It's one of those things that you reflect back on the conversation and you're like, motherfucker, if I had just thought to say this, I even will do that like during conversations, but it's too late at that point to say it. And then I'm just fucked. It's, it sucks. So that's my issue with like speaking with integrity. I think something that might help with this though is actually like sitting down and nailing down what it is I believe in. Obviously, you can't do that for everything like all at once. Like because my first thought was like, oh, like journal it. I don't know. But like there's going to be so much shit that pops up in life. And I mean something even as simple as why Chipotle is better than Taco Burrito King. Like just I I don't know if I actually believe that. That's just a random example. But it doesn't have to be it can be super deep, but it also doesn't have to be that deep. And it's it's like you're living your life agreeable, basically, because you don't want to say that you like one more than the other. Anyways, I think that a good way to practice, even if you don't execute, I think it's OK that you don't always execute. You might not execute for a while because it's something that you're new to. But I think if in every situation that you think maybe I don't 100 percent agree or not knowing even what you think taking a step back silently like you could be mid-conversation and asking yourself what is my point of view on this and I think that that kind of helps like I've, I've done that a couple times just kind of trying to self-reflect on it and try to give at least myself an answer I don't have to voice that answer but at least trying to give myself an answer I, I that was actually something that I have realized since episode six where I spent the whole week doing things by myself is that now when I go do things with other people like I find myself so often allowing the other people to choose and like I I don't know why like it's not even like I try to do that like I just let other people make 
decisions for me I I don't know like I don't get it like it's just easier for me to be like yeah whatever you pick I don't care and it's like not something that like inside I'm like seething to give an answer it's just that like I genuinely don't care and it's easier for them to just like make the decision because I know then they'll be happy and I don't have a severe pull one way or the other so like I just say oh whatever but then like when I actually take a step back and think like okay so if I was alone what would I choose to do I do typically have an answer like I do typically sit back and say oh well I would rather do this than that so I think that that's something that you can be that you can apply to even just theories and concepts and conversations is Again, even if you're not actually vocalizing what it is that you're thinking, self-reflect, asking yourself, what do I actually believe? It kind of helps create that moral compass of what it is that you do value and what it is that you do uphold and do believe so that in the future, you're more prepared to have an answer or to have, I don't want to say a comeback because that sounds aggressive, but like have something to say in return even if you don't have all the fucking facts like you don't have to have all the facts you can literally just express opinion after opinion that's what I do (laughs) and you know that gets you somewhere right I mean maybe it's not all the most accurate but I mean it's an opinion it doesn't have to be accurate it's fine so that kind of leads me into the next part of being impeccable with your word which is saying what you mean And this is something that I obviously have a hard time with. This one isn't so much because I don't have an opinion. It's because of situations that I feel I can't express my feelings. Let me give you an example. And this isn't going to be a very clear example because truthfully, I'm terrified to give this example because of the potential repercussion. I don't think that there would be a repercussion (laughs) but but just because of that potential I'm afraid to like totally elaborate on this to you guys I think I will one day but I'm just not there yet so bear with me through this example but I have a person in my life who can very easily get under my skin and it is a person who I don't have a say in a relationship with with they're just a person that has to be in my life and they get under my skin because they try to get under my skin and for a long time I allowed it until I realized that that was their goal that they were trying to be manipulative and make me change my mind about things to benefit them and this is really when saying what I mean is tested and this is a time that I actually do think of being impeccable with my word in every conversation that I have because I know that a piece of that is saying what I mean and I went through this period of just being agreeable because it was easier but then I was ripping myself apart inside because I wasn't being true to myself and subconsciously that just ate at me. And then I moved more into saying nothing because saying nothing was easier than combating because I knew the combating wouldn't do me any good. But then I still 
wasn't saying what I meant. And then I would walk away from the situation angry at myself because I didn't follow through with one, what I said I was going to do and two, what I actually felt and what I actually mean. And I feel that I have a right to say what I mean and what I feel. It doesn't really matter who the person is. I have a right to speak my mind and and to set boundaries and all of that good shit <laughs> that I'm really bad at. So really bad at but I'm trying to get better I wish I didn't say that there's gonna be one day on this fucking show that I'm gonna be like I'm kick ass at setting boundaries and it's because of you guys <laughs> but we're not there yet all right I'm, I'm working on it I'm aware of it awareness is the first step anyways there's obviously a way to say everything and that's kind of the direction that I'm going but like it's these situations I'm in that I I can't actually express the way that I feel because I'm afraid of what will happen. And this is the weird thing too that happens is whether it's this person or anybody else who's ever manipulated me ever. In the conversation, I actually truly believe that I am saying what I mean. Like I think that I'm standing up for myself. At this point in my life, I'm able to stand up for myself more than I ever have been in life. So I think that I do it enough, but throughout the conversation, I get to this point that I'm like thinking that I'm saying what I what I mean because of the way that they're manipulating me. And then when I walk away from the situation, I'm like, I didn't express this, 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 and this. Um, I could have said this, 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 and that. Um, it fucking pisses me off. But the problem is it's like I'm not a person who involves myself in drama. Like I I don't do that stuff. Like I I allowed shit like that to infiltrate too much of my childhood life to bring that into my adult life. And I'm just I don't fuck with that. I I just it's too much energy for me. I can't. I can't do it so like what do you do in that situation what do you do like I'm trying to not be agreeable I'm trying to not be a people pleaser I'm trying to say what I mean but if I say what I mean it's going to start a problem or or if somebody does something to piss me off what do I do like am I supposed to say like go out of my way to say knock 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 hey you know when you did x y and z that upset me that pissed me off I don't think you should do that this is what I actually think how it should have been handled or this is well how I wish it would have been handled but again it's these situations that like I'm not at liberty to have words like I'm not I don't get a say in what goes on and I know that uh, that doesn't make sense to you guys because I'm not being 100% clear but it's just these situations that I I feel in any like honestly in any situation that you guys could relate to if coworkers is a really good example because you have to go into work every day and they do something that you don't like or somebody has an attitude that you don't like and what are you supposed to do? You're just supposed to fucking sit there and take it? No. But you have to go in and see them at work every day. So what are you going to do? You're going to make your life fucking harder by starting something? And then you have to like deal with the awkward tension of that. Like I remember when I was in college, I'm in these groups that I have to spend lots of time with these people and lots of like personal time not just meetings but like social gatherings and we were friends of friends and you know we're in these intimate situations together and I'm supposed to stand up for myself but then 
I mean, it's it, then you walk into a fucking room and it's awkward or there's tension or, oh, she's going to stand over there. and I'm going to stand over here or, oh, my God, don't talk to her because she's angry because X, Y and G, X, Y and G, what X, Y and Z. You can't be her friend because you're my friend. It's just like, oh, my God, bro, it's too much. And then somebody's got to get a little bit of fucking fire under their ass and be the one that's going to be the big man and stand up for themselves. And they're going to walk up and they're going to be like, hey. I don't like X, Y, and Z. And now you're dealing with confrontation. And I don't fucking like confrontation, all right? I don't like it. I don't fucking like it. I wish that I did. I do. I wish that I had the fucking balls to walk up to somebody and tell them how I felt and not give one fuck. But guess what? That's not in my makeup. I don't like it. I don't like it. So I don't want to deal with it. I want to avoid it. But at the same time, I want to be able to stand up for myself. So where is the fucking line? I guess the line is that you can there's a way to say everything right there's a way to say everything blah 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 you're able to go to somebody and articulate what you feel without it being a problem but a that's still confrontational and two a and two we're going with it it's very much I don't know like again when you're talking to people that you feel that you can't really do that with it's hard bro it's hard So what were we talking about? We were talking about saying what you mean. I guess a thing for this is saying it in pieces. Does that make sense? This kind of makes me feel bad too. So this isn't very good advice, but like saying it, saying what you do feel comfortable saying, but then it, you like, then I get irritated because I'm not actually expressing the whole truth of what I feel. You know what? I'm not even going to fucking pretend to be able to give you guys advice on this one because I don't fucking have any. And if anybody has advice for me, I would absolutely love to hear it because obviously this is one that I really have a hard time with. Moving on. (laughs) Another part of this is avoiding using words to speak against yourself or gossip about others. So breaking that down into two pieces here. Starting with the way I talk to myself. When I first hear that, I think like, I don't really talk to myself that bad. Like, I don't say that I'm ugly or stupid or fat or whatever. And I know that so many people do. And so this definitely applies to to that. But unfortunately, mine is so much more like subtle. I trick myself that I'm thinking good things things and I'm actually just being really fucking hard on myself like I actually believe that I'm not doing enough I actually believe that I'm going to be a failure if I do x y and z a lot of the times too it's like unspoken like I don't even know what it is that I think I should be doing more of but there's just some feeling I wouldn't even call it a voice in my head like it's just this like pinching like it's just this grabbing feeling that hey you could be doing more hey you could be doing more hey you could be doing more the reason you're not successful is because you're not doing more the reason you're not where you want to be in life is because you're not doing more you have to work hard you have to try harder you have to be the best you have to it's like honest to god it's a constant in my head like it's a constant in my head and I genuinely envy people that have simpler goals than I do because I feel that it's just so much more attainable I I don't know suddenly I'm having a crisis in this chair I think I'm getting better at taking a step back and recognizing that I'm I can have patience and not trying to focus so much on instant gratification it's more than just being mean to yourself in those ways like I'm not saying I never 
say things like that about myself especially being a person who likes to work out it sucks when I feel like I'm trying so hard to reach these goals and I'm not seeing the results that I want to see and, and totally just stand in the mirror and shit on myself I do those things but I think that doesn't affect me as deeply and as harshly as my ambition for my life and my my overall picture for what I want my life to be, how that affects me so deeply because I think that I put all of this pressure on myself to get it all done right now and then if I'm not doing it all right now then I'm such a fucking garbage bag. It, it's overwhelming. Um, if I could find the ability to just be able to step back and enjoy life as it is and not be worried about things like one day when I have more money or one day when I don't have water bugs walking around my apartment, which by the way hasn't been a problem, but I have to stop thinking of the one days and start focusing on the todays. And it's true, but it's hard. Even though in the future you can look back on the todays and realize how meaningful they were it's just so hard to see that in the moment that it makes it hard to not be hard on yourself and the other thing is that I I'm trying to come up with ways to relax myself and take a step back and not be so harsh on myself because the thing is is when I do that I'm actually not being productive I am causing myself to burn out I'm causing myself to get angry and then I'm not performing the way that I could it's like quality over quantity if I am not cramming so much shit into my day and trying to work hard because I think that working hard means do as much as I can in as little time as possible or just pack as much shit into my day as possible and I seriously think that it it to work hard means to like be in mental pain like it means that I should be exhausted it means that I should hate my life <laughs> that unless I do those things I won't be successful in whatever endeavor I'm trying to pursue it's just that that's so not true again quality over quantity doing three hours of something actually beneficial compared to just doing 24 hours of miscellaneous bullshit is going to that two three hours is going to do so so much more for me than doing 24 hours of literally whatever the fuck and then I'm going to be pissed off and upset and you know I'm not going to have a good relationship with the people in my life because I'm neglecting those relationships so that I can get other things done and I chalk that up to that I'm doing something good for myself and that you know I'm trying to pursue something bigger and so I'm going to be able like I have to like push those things to the side but I think that there's a way I don't want to say balance because I don't believe that there's a way to have 100% balance especially when there's something that you're trying to achieve whether that's you know career-based whether that's relationship-based whether that's self-help-based like you're gonna have to kind of lean into the area that you really want to focus on more so it's gonna create an imbalance but I think that there's a way to incorporate energy into each area filling each cup a little bit and not trying to pour yourself into all cups at all times because that's not going to be successful and recognizing that taking a step back and like allowing it is going to help you realize that you don't have to listen to that egging voice or that I don't have to listen to that egging voice inside my head telling me 
what it tells me. Let's say you are hard on yourself about being fat. Let's say, for example, like you're like, oh, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat. Well, to whose standard? Like, is it to yours? Or is it because like you want a man? Is it because you saw an Instagram model? First of all, let's define, like, let's make the definition. And now I don't want to say here, don't follow society's definition because like for sure you shouldn't. But also for sure, that's like way too unrealistic. (laughs) Like that's way too hard to not do that. So coming up with like the definition of why you think that about yourself and why you want that change and thinking about what, what did, what would being skinny mean? what would what would that do for your life and then kind of tackling that answer for example like being skinny would make me have a higher self-esteem maybe it would maybe it would I'm not saying that it wouldn't but taking the steps to try to lose weight if that's something that you want it to do but I I I would be willing to bet all of your self-esteem issues aren't going to disappear once you're 100 pounds lighter I would be willing to bet that there's going to be other things that you're going to be able to pick on yourself for. And so finding that root issue and then trying to do things to tackle that, just doing other things that are going to make you feel better in your own skin so that as you potentially lose the weight, you're gaining that self-love and then they'll come together. It's not going to be like a fuck, I lost 100 pounds, but now I hate the way that my teeth look or now I don't have big enough lips or now my hair needs extensions in it. Like there's always I feel like there's just always going to be something that you pick on yourself for. So being able to like tackle that core value, I think makes a really big difference. So I've been talking about this for way too much because we're not even into the second point that I'm trying to make here. The second part of this is gossiping about others. Now, this is something that I, I'll be honest, I really had a problem with when I was younger. Like when I was, I mean, I want to say don't we all, but I really like, I don't think that everybody is like this. I don't. I think that I was in a group of friends. I think I was trying to be something that I wasn't. I think that I was obsessed with the idea of being the popular kid. Like, and that's what popular kids did is they fucking talk shit about each other. And you're like on this climb to the top of some social ladder and that's why you're putting other people down because you're putting people down to make yourself higher when you're actually doing quite literally the opposite but in that moment it's like you get this like you get this thrill to talk about that person so I think that that's you do it for for that reason but I also think that people do this and I think this is more common um for adults when they gossip is we it's something to talk about it's something to something you can connect on with somebody if you're with somebody that you don't necessarily know what to talk to them about but you have a mutual and it's somebody that like maybe you have a little bit of dirt on or maybe you both don't like or something like that it's so easy to be like hey did you see what victoria was wearing she looks like fucking shit (laughs) it's so easy it's just like something simple to talk about it's like you don't have to put very much thought into it you're storytelling you can bounce off of each other super easy especially if you both have something to say but that the reason it's so easy is because it's so empty there's just no meaning behind it there's no depth behind it like it would you're not actually even having a conversation with that person like the point of conversating with people is to get to know them to learn things to experience something new and you're not doing any of those things you're not even experiencing something new because you're just 
reflecting on something about another person. You're learning more about another person. You're not learning more about that person. You're not connecting with that person at all. Because when it comes to the end of that conversation, I know that I have experienced this. I'm sure other people have. So like, let's say you talk shit with that person and then you see them again at a different time. I would be willing to bet that if you had nothing else to talk to that person about, and that's why you guys were talking shit about somebody else, that that's going to be your conversation starter for the next time you see them. Oh, you! I saw this person the other day. Would you believe that they, something new? Because you literally don't have anything else to talk about and you are so uncomfortable in the silence or in the, in the not having something to talk about that you just have to fucking pull something out of your ass. Have a little bit more substance. Have a little bit more substance to yourself. Ask them something different. Like allow yourself to be vulnerable enough to ask something a little bit deeper so that you have something to talk about like because this is the other thing that fucking irritates me is the shallowness of how was your day good good (laughs) now what like boring like how about something like how was your day good good what'd you have for lunch i had a turkey sandwich oh my god a turkey sandwich what's like the weirdest thing that you've brought to lunch for work i don't know like it's a random fucking question and like they're gonna be again they're gonna be caught off guard because you're gonna be like what (laughs) i just feel like then it starts something more meaningful than just like gossiping with people or gossiping about other people. So towards the end of high school for me, I heard somebody say that if you wouldn't write it on the chalkboard, you shouldn't say it out loud. And I interpreted that as if you wouldn't say it to their face, don't say it to anybody else. When I heard that, it so deeply resonated with me that it really, really, really put a cap on all of the gossiping that I did like I it so like I really truthfully honest to God don't really gossip about people I can say that with my whole heart because I know a lot of the stuff that I say I'm not saying I never do it I'm not saying I'm not guilty of it sometimes I'm not perfect but I can honestly say that most of what I say about other people I will say to those people and that gets me into trouble because that's when people think that I'm being too aggressive or too blunt. And there, again, is a way to say everything. You're not a blunt person because you're a dick. Like, you can't be a fucking dick and then be like, yeah, I'm just blunt. That's, like, not cute. That's not how that works. And I think so many people try to use that excuse. Like, you still have to go in with kindness. Like, you still have to have that person's feelings at the forefront of your mind, even if they are not somebody that you care about. I don't care. I don't care how horrible they are. They're That's not the type of person that you want to be. So don't be that person. Just because somebody else isn't showing up the way that you would want them to show up for you doesn't mean that you have to lower your worth and your value and your integrity. There it is to like to match them to what like to get revenge to like be at the same level there's literally no reason for that so even if it's somebody that you don't even care for still going in with the utmost respect because that's the kind of person that you want to be I think that that goes a really long way another issue that I have is that I try I said this about not saying what I mean is that I try to 
not say anything at all. Like if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. But my problem with that is that like if I don't say something, I feel like I could fucking explode. Like I think that there's a lot of people in this world that don't have as big of a fucking mouth as I do. Like I I don't know. I don't know what my problem is. I'm such an oversharer. <laughs> like I I if I think something, if I feel something, if I experience something, I just like have to fucking say it. Like it will eat me alive. Like there are so many times that I go to people in my life and I something happens that involves them and I don't need to tell them or I think like this is probably something I shouldn't say to this person, but I just fucking do it anyways because like then I feel like I'm not expressing myself. I'm not being transparent. Here's a good example. I am a person that wants every fucking detail possible and so if I am talking to like my boyfriend let's say I will tell him stories from when I was with other people that he probably doesn't want to fucking hear like he probably has no interest in knowing that and I know for a fucking fact that if he told me the story I would not be here for it. I would not be here for it. I would be fucking pissed. But like, I think that like, it's like, I want him to know. I want him to know all these pieces of me and I want him to understand me and have experienced these things with me, if that makes sense. Like, even though he's not actually experiencing them with me, like through my head, like, it's just that I want him to know every little piece of me, just like I want to know every little piece of him, even though it would piss me off. It's like I still am, I still want to know all of the details, which honestly leads me into the next piece of this, which is using the power of your word to offer love. And like, again, I live my fucking life on a double standard. Oh, also side note. OK, because we're talking about double standards, it totally made me just think of this. Last night I was sitting on the floor with that was unnecessary you didn't even know I was sitting on the floor but whatever I was sitting on the floor with my boyfriend he picked up his phone and he opened his phone and obviously I'm looking over his shoulder because that's what I do (laughs) and he opens his like lock screen and he's got a quote on there and then he opens his home screen and he's got another quote on there and I I mean it's been like this for a little while now but I can't help the tinge of anger that I feel that I'm not his lock screen or his home screen, even though he's not mine. And there was a really long period of time that that he had me as his, but I didn't have him as mine. And like, it almost like, it reminds me of when like you had to make your profile picture, you and your boyfriend, because like you were dating. And so you have to make it that picture. And then, oh my God, they changed their picture. They must've broken up. Like it kind of gives me like that vibe. You have to have your significant other as your home screen. But like, I feel like that's kind of juvenile. Like, I feel like it's kind of a ridiculous expectation that like for the rest of this man's life, he has to have me, my face, my beautiful, perfect face be the home screen. Obviously, I don't understand why you wouldn't want my image on your home screen, but whatever. I don't want to have to have him because I like to have, you know, my home screen designed and shit how I want to have it and have the motivational quotes on there. I just like, I like my phone to look more aesthetic, I guess. Um, Especially because I'm on it so much, whatever. Excuses, excuses, excuses. I'm just saying it's a double standard. 
standard because I was like, what the fuck? Why am I not your background? Even though I don't have him as my background and haven't for much longer than he has had me. But I still felt irritated. So I just want to know, what do you guys think? Do you think that that's like a juvenile thing? Do you think that your significant other like should have you as your background? Let me know. Uh, Let me know what you think about that. But anyways, using the power of your word to offer love, going into that double standard is it's hard for me because that means that you have to be vulnerable. But then I expect other people to be vulnerable with me. I sit here and preach, just talk to me, whether that's good or bad. I want to know how you feel about me. I want to know why I pissed you off and what I can do to fix it. But then if I feel anything, good or bad, I'm radio silent. Like, I am really bad at especially saying the good stuff. Like, I'm really fucking bad at telling people how I care for them or what I like about them or things that make me happy, which only turns around and bites me in the ass because when I don't express that, they don't know that and then those things don't happen to me more. (laughs) Because like whenever I express positive things like, hey, you doing that made me happy or that really made me feel loved or whatever. Anytime I, I fucking push myself to do that, I receive more of it. And then if I show any sort of affection more, any sort of way that I show affection in any sense, friends, family, significant other, like if I express the way that I feel to those people more, they express it back to me more because they feel more comfortable and in being vulnerable with me because I've expressed to them that I feel those ways. And, you know, Maybe you could say like that's kind of shitty. I wish they would do it first because that's kind of my mentality is that I've always wanted the other person to do it first. But I'm just going to say that I have the biggest fucking balls in the world and I'll do it first. And the more I do it, the more I'm attracting it into my life and people act that way towards me. And then essentially I'm getting what I want out of relationships because I'm expressing it first. And so they feel more comfortable to do it back. And then if they don't do it back, now I feel stupid and now I'm kicking you out. (laughs) It's such a double standard for me because I so much expected from other people, but breaking down that barrier and that vulnerability and and doing it first, it brings this energy into my life that I want there. Yeah, sure, I gotta fucking suck it up and sacrifice a little bit and make myself potentially look dumb or I don't know weak I guess that's that's a whole other topic that we can get into on a different day like that I have this whole vision that loving makes you weak but I'm really breaking down a whole lot of walls here right now with you guys because like if you can tell I I'm just literally fucking talking into my microphone (laughs) this could be the absolute worst podcast or very relatable so hopefully somebody gets something out of this even if it's just myself (laughs) but I'm just trying to say I like I can't ask for people to be honest with me and tell me how they feel if I can't even do it. So if I act accordingly, I can receive more love in my life and it makes my life more abundant and full of love. And that kind of goes back to being impeccable with your word and how that brings more wholeness and happiness and peacefulness into your life through just being impeccable with your word, through just expressing the ways that you really feel and meaning what you say. And then on the flip side of that, another piece of this is never using it to cause fear or pain in another person or in yourself. And like something that fucking blows me is that you can gaslight yourself. I was literally like three months ago years old when I learned that you can actually fucking gaslight yourself and you know what I really want more information on that so I'm gonna I'm gonna google that too how do you 
gaslight yourself. Although gaslighting is commonly associated with abusive relationships with other people, you can also you are also capable of gaslighting yourself. Self-gaslighting commonly involves suppressing and invalidating your thoughts and emotions. Oh, that's, that's, see, that's, ain't that something? You make excuses for someone's bad behavior instead of acknowledging someone's toxic behavior. You blame yourself. You invalidate your feelings. You're constantly shooting. Oh, you're constantly shooting yourself. I should have done X, Y, and Z. You believe you're too sensitive. You don't trust your judgment. (laughs) That's me in a nutshell. (laughs) That's me in a nutshell. I'm fucking dead. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. (laughs) So, we all, I'm literally mind fucked. (laughs) I I can't even get over that. Like, I, oh, my God. Okay. So, any toxic relationship I've ever been in. Actually, let's rewind. Let's take that back. Any toxic relationship with a person, period. Not, like, an intimate relationship. Like, anything. Literally, they could not, I could not even have a relationship with them. Like, if it could just be a fucking stranger. They act shitty, and I automatically go, oh, well, I obviously did something wrong. Obviously, it was me. And that is something that ties into what I was talking about earlier, not being able to express my real feelings because I'm afraid that I'm going to look stupid because like I automatically assume that everyone else is right over me. Like I put everybody else's word higher than my own. I put everybody else's feelings, opinions, whatever above myself to the point that like I cause myself to be silent like I don't I don't know why like I literally like tell myself that I'm not right like I just tell myself that whatever I think and feel isn't going to be accurate and it's not going to make sense and I'm going to lose the argument or whatever the situation is that I'm in to the point that I just say nothing at all so it's totally invalidating everything that I feel which is a whole other thing like anytime somebody ever says something like they could be straight up so disrespectful to me and I'm really like okay but I do see that from this point of view it makes sense that because like I'm trying to like appease them even if they're not even there like because I feel like in some way I must have done something wrong in some way I must have done something to bring this upon myself I'm not trying to make it seem like I have some sort of god complex like that there's no way that I could be wrong but that's not my thought at all and again it could be I was completely disrespected but I'm still trying to like make it sound especially like if I'm telling the story to other people like I'm trying to make it sound like I don't think that I'm right no matter what like I understand that there's wiggle room that I could have done something wrong somewhere to bring upon this reaction but there's no excuse for somebody being disrespectful to you but I still will invalidate myself for that and the the shooting yourself thing that's just the fucking truth like no goddamn other like I'm literally I can't believe that this is the last thing that I'm talking to you guys about because I literally fucking said each of these points throughout this whole podcast like this should literally the name of this shit should just be gaslighting yourself here it is here's a fucking episode of sarah just gaslighting the shit out of herself that's what it is 
because literally like constantly shooting myself like oh I should have said this I should have done this whatever fucking believing you're too sensitive that is literally my life motto like I literally my whole life motto is that I am just so sensitive and that is why I have so many issues because I'm just a sensitive person and that's the truth but the too sensitive like that I'm too sensitive like that there's something wrong with being sensitive oh my god guys I'm like literally like I feel like I'm reevaluating my entire life right now you don't trust your judgment <laughs> that's something that I'm really trying hard at bettering but like my whole life like the reason that people can get under my skin and manipulate me is because they make me question my own judgment because I am already questioning my judgment and then like somebody says even the tiniest thing to validate it and I'm like oh 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 I was right I was right everything sucks everything sucks I'm an idiot it's my fault I'm just gonna leave this here and um we're gonna move on to the part of this that says never use it to cause fear or pain for other people because I'm too much of a pussy to use it to cause fear or pain in others but I do think like I'm too like I said I don't like confrontation like I'm never gonna be the person that's like yeah well go fuck yourself because you're a rude piece of disrespectful shit (laughs) like I I I want to say that I wish I could be like that I don't really though because like I I don't find joy in being hurtful or being angry like it just it doesn't do anything for me I do wish that I could be more aggressive in the sense of getting loud in situations that warrant it I instead I just kind of turn a blind eye don't interact with it because I would rather me suffer in silence than have to deal with the drama of somebody else being involved but I do think I do it indirectly because of how aggressive that I can be you know how like something can totally not bug you and then you have an anxious day and something someone says has you combing through your entire life's meaning and like that's more of what I'm talking about. I think I need to be better at that. You don't know what's going on in somebody's head. You don't know the kind of day that somebody's having. And I could be saying something that's totally joking because I have this like mean or sarcastic sense of humor. And several people tell me that, but I just feel like that's who I am. And I I hope the people in my life know that I don't actually mean the words that I say, but how do you hear what I just fucking said? (laughs) do you hear what I just fucking said I just said I hope the people in my life don't think that I mean the at words that I say if they can't take my words seriously when it's negative why the fuck should they take it when it's positive positive? and that's not necessarily true in all cases because like I said I do have like a sarcastic sense of humor but even when I interact with people that have sarcastic senses of humor I think it's fucking hilarious because that's my sense of humor but I would be lying to you if those people didn't say things to me and it actually hurt like it I I feel that tinge of hurt when people say those things even if they're joking and I would be a literal idiot to think that I don't have that same effect on people especially because people tell me that like I people close to me tell me things that I've said that actually bother them and I don't I don't even realize it like it's kind of scary like there's been a lot of times that apparently I say things to people totally like not thinking anything of it totally joking whatever but I I actually did do some like I did hurt them and I don't want to say it makes me feel good because that sounds so fucked up but like it's good to know that I my word is 
held to a point in somebody's life that it would hurt them. So that should be why I'm being that much more careful to not ever say anything that the people in my life think that I actually think these things about them. Let me give just a stupid example. And mom, if you're listening, I love you. (laughs) My mom texted my sister and I in our group chat last night and said, not sure if you've already done your Christmas shopping for me, but a couple other things I thought of are an electric throw blanket, neutral color to go with the family room or a metal squirrel proof bird feeder. And my answer was, are you 90? (laughs) I love you. Sounds good. And her answer is, that's not good, I guess. The window seat is cold in the winter, but I like to look out the window. I just spend a lot of time at home with a slanty face. (laughs) I cried. (laughs) I I felt so bad that I cried. (laughs) I literally was like, I I didn't even, I don't know. Like, it was cute. The message was cute. She wants a, a, a heated blanket and a metal squirrel proof bird feeder so she can look out the window. It was so nice and I felt so bad I wasn't even trying to be a dick but like oh my god like it was just like I thought it was cute so I because I thought it was cute instead of saying like oh mom you're so cute I said are you 90 because like I was happy and making a joke because I thought she was cute but that's not like oh my god it I know it doesn't even make sense when you say it out loud but like that's the way that my brain worked in that moment and I felt so fucking bad for it so my point is like in other time times she might have said fuck off or something but you know if she was having a lower day and that's what my answer was was to make an old joke <laughs> like it's just it's not gonna sit right even though it wasn't anything like extreme or harsh it's like you know it wasn't necessary it wasn't a dig that she necessarily might have needed at that moment <laughs> and it didn't feel good for anybody involved so being mindful of the things that you say because you have no idea what place people are at in their day-to-day life even if you don't mean anything by it like and I think that that is like a really big thing with being impeccable with your word it's not so broad it's not so like don't gossip and don't be mean to yourself it's like so so specific and that's why this topic is so so hard if you can be impeccable with your word it's going to be so powerful but It takes a lot of effort to do that, especially if it's something like most people that's so ingrained into our everyday lives. Now I'm profusely picking my eyelash because that's what I do when I get anxious. Just in case you guys want to know that about me, I have this like really weird problem that I pick my eyelash like I... I call it the shelf. I like put one finger underneath my eyelash and then I push my eyelashes in and I break them. (laughs) I don't pull them out. I just break them because I think that it feels good. I don't know. It's really fucking weird. I've done it for a really long time. And that's what I just spent the little bit of time just now after I told that story doing. So again, I hope I hope that when I put this together, I don't have to re-record it (laughs) and that it sounds like relatable and helpful compared to me literally just realizing that I'm very bad at being impeccable with my word and that there's a lot of work to do here. Awareness is the first step and being able to break down your pieces and what you need to do in order to speak with more impeccability and how that can really release you from 
so much. It can make you feel good about yourself. It can make you feel good about your relationship with others. It can make you feel good about the type of person that you're portraying yourself as. It can make you feel good about the way that other people portray you or the way that people view you. There's just so much more positive that comes from simply just being impeccable with your word. It's a hard thing to do, but it's not a super complex thing to do. So (sighs) I said I was going to make this lighter today. Was it? I hope so. I don't know. All right. Well, here's the deal. It's always a work in progress. It's never about perfection. There is not going to be one day that we magically wake up and we speak 100% impeccable. There's never going to be a day that we don't hurt somebody's feelings or we don't hurt our own feelings. It's absolutely impossible and stupid to think that one day that's going to happen. It's always, always going to be a work in progress. But the more we progress and the more we put energy towards it, the more days are going to come out good than bad. There's more hours that are going to be good than bad. There's more conversations that are going to be good than bad. And if the majority of our conversations turn out to be good, then you're doing it for the most part. Not for the most part. You are doing it. You are accomplishing what it is you set out to accomplish. Don't expect perfection. It's never going to be perfect. Life is not perfect. You are not perfect. People are not perfect. It's too high of a standard that our generation has now set for ourselves is to reach this aesthetically perfect person. And that's not realistic. Be impeccable with your word the best that you can be and feel as good about yourself as you can. I hope there was something to be taken from this and I hope that you go and buy the book, (laughs) The Four Agreements, and read Being Impeccable with Your Word or at least looking it up online and listening to a synopsis of it because I definitely think it's a life changer. But other than that, you can follow me on Instagram at underscore Sarah Ritt. (laughs) sidebar not underscore Sarah Ritt underscore shout out to the person that made a fake exclusive content account of me it's literally like my one bikini picture that I've literally ever posted is what they used as like the tag thing and I had literally several men (laughs) in my dms being like is this you and I'm really interested by the number of people that followed it (laughs) it's kind of like an ego boost (laughs) but um no exclusive content here sorry to be disappointing. But anyways, at underscore Sarah Ritt, and you can follow Wellish at Wellish Podcast. I will talk to you guys next Monday. Have a good week.